go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle. All right, guys. Welcome in. This is Jeff Sintel from DogNation.com. Recently, when A.J. Harris, the five-star cornerback from Alabama, committed to Georgia, the dogs beat out the Gators there. Uh, Brandon Adams, Connor Riley, and myself, we all jumped on, uh, went live, and I thought that conversation would make a pretty good addition to the podcast library here for Before the Hedges. So sit back, quick conversation, chopping up all things on the new five-star commit for Georgia. That's A.J. Harris from Central Phoenix City in Phoenix City, Alabama. Yeah, so I'm going to try and play in between here. Jeff, B.A. has just set us up. Georgia steals one from Florida. Steals might not be the right word, given the long-time connection that A.J. Harris has had to this University of Georgia program. But what can you sort of tell us about how this recruitment went down and why in the middle of June, a week after or two weeks after uh, he, he makes a visit to Georgia, why A.J. Harris committed to Georgia now? Yeah, guys, welcome in. Uh, I think what it is is, Brandon, there's so many gator tears falling over the southeast right now that it's really messing up with his connection, and it's really murky with what's going on. But, you know, guys, this is what it is. If you would have asked me maybe a year ago where I thought A.J. Harris was going to go, I would have said Georgia. And then he went on a long and winding path. I don't think there was ever really strong interest in Alabama. But then you saw Clemson was his school maybe for a little bit. Behind the scenes, it was Ohio State. Notre Dame, he gave them a look. And then lately, friends, lately it was a whole lot of Florida, a lot of Florida. So much to the point that behind the scenes, you were hearing that, you know, Florida really wants to get A.J. Harris to commit, to kind of be an anchor part of that class. Corey Raymond was an incredible draw there for Florida with Coach Napier and what, what, what they were trying to build with the Gators. But this is the part you're going to love about this story. 2018. Pierce Sperling III and A.J. Harris were both Kirby Smart MVP campers. Flash forward four years to June of 2022, and those two young men are now cornerstones of the 2023 Georgia class. It's the first five-star commitment of the 2023 class. You can bet your bottom dollar it won't be the last five-star commitment of the 2023 class. He becomes the highest-rated commitment in the class, joining Sperling as the two highest-rated commitments in the class right now. He, he takes Georgia from number 10 in the country overall to number five in the country overall in terms of the 24-7 sports composite recruiting rankings. And this just gets better and better. This is a feather in the cap for Fran Brown. Fran Brown got Georgia back into this the last few months or so behind the scenes. Georgia was steadily climbing back in, and, and then they had a whopper of an official visit. Everybody that came in during that first weekend in June – Everybody wanted to see that boom. Well, there's your first boom out of that first weekend in June, which is what Kirby Smart said was the greatest official visit class of his time at Georgia. That's what he told the players. And if he's telling that, that to players just to sound good, I think he's actually accurate on that. And here's another big whopper, folks, is it was kind of, if you if you talking to folks a couple of days ago, he was still thinking about going to Florida, taking that official visit to Florida. The Gators were going to try and, clinch down their jaws and prime away from a good Georgia hold. Folks, that's not happening. A.J. Harris is a dog. He says he's locked in. I don't think that official visit or any other visits are happening. A.J. Harris has always always told me when he commits, he's going to be the best recruiter. He's going to be the ambassador for his university. And Georgia, whoa, Nelly, they just got a great football player in A.J. Harris. So it looks like 
Dog Major Alien. Are you hearing me? Uh, you're kind of going in and out there, BA. So I'll, I'll take this question here. So number of different ways we could go there, I guess. Is it really? And I'll maybe lean into BA's cadence here a little bit. First L for Billy Napier. You know, obviously Georgia might get a, a give Florida another L later in the year. How? You know, we we talk so much about recruiting in terms of how that impacted. I think how Dan Mullen's tenure sort of ended there, and it ended so catastrophically. How much is this just a little pushback in the narrative that, hey, Billy Napier is going to be able to come in there and recruit and recruit against the big boys and for Georgia to still come out and land a five-star like this, a guy that Florida made a very public push towards, how big do you think that is in terms of the rivalry between Georgia and Florida? I mean, I think it kind of adds to it, but I think it's an example in my mind's eye. It's an example of this big boy recruiting it's some, it's some pretty, it's some pretty stern stuff. It takes a lot to be able to recruit at this level and not just recruit at this level, but recruit against Georgia, which is now a position of strength, um, national championship NFL pipeline. Here's what I think low key was very important. In this decision. I think you heard from behind the scenes that Georgia had stacked up so many guys in the 2022 class at cornerback. And that was what Florida was kind of using to say, come in right away, play right away. Very low key. I think the the reclassification of Marcus Washington Jr. to the 2022 class, he's already in Athens right now. When that happens, Georgia needed a marquee cornerback commitment for the 2023 class. A.J. Harris is taking the classes right now this summer in order to graduate in December. And A.J. Harris will be a bulldog in January. And he'll be part of that cocktail party before you know it. And Connor, I'm going to try this one more time. If it doesn't work, I'll cede the floor to both of you. But I'm reminded of our conversation on Tuesday when fans were clearly enjoying the long list of visits that took place, but wondering, okay, when is the big commitment going to take place? Well, now, Connor, those fans that were hoping to get that big commitment, now they have it. This is a huge domino, obviously, falling for this class, is it not? Yeah, as Jeff points out, it's the first five-star. And you look at some of the visitors they have had into this point, a lot of them have been in that secondary. And I, I would say, you know, Jonella Guerrero, who was in town last weekend, classifies as a big visit. Uh, Caleb Downs that same weekend came in with A.J. Harris on that official visit weekend there. And, you know, I think Georgia recruiting is at a place now, and especially with the development track record that they have there, that, you know, hey, when, when Georgia lands, you know, a prospect like Joshua Miller, who they landed earlier in this week, they're going to get the benefit of the doubt that, hey, this guy's probably going to be able to turn into a player and a guy that can help us. But, at the end of the day in recruiting, I think what still makes recruiting so fun, even in this age of NIL and all the uncertainty and even the, the transfer portal aspects of this, it's still really fun to go win a five-star recruiting battle and then do it and have it come at the expense of Florida there. Jeff, you sort of touched on this a little bit earlier. Uh, this is the first huge win, I would say, for Fran Bound. And, and that defensive back coaching room ha- has been a little bit of a turnstile for Georgia recent years. You know, Charlton Ward is now the defensive coordinator at Indiana. Uh, Jamila Dye is now a defensive backs coach at Miami. Comes in, I believe, uh, in February, gets hired away from Rutgers. And not much is a whole lot known, at least in the Georgia and the SEC circles, known about Fran Brown. And I hope to have a story on him coming sometime next week. But what does this really mean for Fran Brown and really his ability to, to fit in and validate his hiring as the defensive backs coach at Georgia, especially considering Will Muschamp is also still very much involved in that secondary and obviously in the recruiting aspects for this Georgia program. Yeah, so you've got Fran Brown as kind of your cornerbacks coach. You've got um, Will Muschamp as your safeties coach. 
both of those guys are working in tandem. Uh, Kirby Smart is kind of the overseer, the general over all of that. And I mean, really, with a, with a guy like AJ, I mean, he's a guy that you can build a secondary around. He's a guy, um, he really blew up guys maybe last March, last April. Uh, he was at the Under Armour Regional, and then he went out to what was kind of a limited opening out, out in uh, California in, in July and really kind of established himself as the number one or number two cornerback in this class. I like what he did uh, in his offseason. He, he had been making his waves as a private school player in the Alabama Private School Association. You guys, uh, will, if you want to understand deep south football and area high school football, it's kind of like Georgia Independent Schools Association in the state of Georgia, where there's definitely a difference in uh, AISA ball, even at the highest level. And then 7A ball, which is what he transferred to for his senior season, because he wanted to check his oil. He wanted to see how good he was. You look at his film, what he's done at last year at Glenwood School. He was a remarkable kick returner. He was the type of athlete. It always boggled my mind watching his highlights every weekend. I'm like, don't these folks in Alabama have internet? Why do they continue to kick the ball to A.J. Harris? Because I think he took like six or seven kickoffs back his sophomore season, and they did the same uh, his junior season. And now he's a guy recruiting for Georgia. Listen to this right here, Brandon. I'm, I want to know if this hits all the high notes for you. His tweet that says, I'm going to forever live with my name when I die. I'm going to stack up that money forever, ever. 1,000%. I think that's 1,000. It might be 1 million percent locked in and committed. Yep. I'm home. Dog emoji. Dog heart. And then his father, Dan Harris. You know, this story about A.J. Harris, guys, is so good. He was born overseas. His dad's military. He's lived all over the world. His, his dad says, um, Army veteran, says retired military. He says, congrats, A.J., time to be more focused and locked in. Thank you to all the coaches that recruited AJ and to all the different fan bases. Thank you. You all are passionate. And I know, I know some are angry right now. That goes with the territory. God bless and go dogs. I think I know he's referring to with maybe some angry coaches right there. Right now, really uh, in Gainesville, obviously they're, they're trying to sell. This is a big visit opportunity. We know Aguero seemed to have a time at Georgia here recently there too how much worse does this make this for knowing that the harris news happens at a time in which you know they're trying to sell their pitching to a guy like aguero who's trying to say the right things about what napier's building but obviously this all of that and a great question yeah i think what's interesting brandon you know that remember that i think it was sec network that went behind the scenes at the georgia florida game a couple of years ago where you have kirby's halftime speech or pregame speech and then you have Dan Mullen's speech where you're, he talks about the strain and you got to hold the rope and you got to mm -hmm. strain. Well, I think what Florida was trying to do here was really strain and really, really grind in order to get a commitment from A.J. Harris to start building their class and start building this momentum for everything around it. Um, this is just a guy that had Georgia in his blood. He lives in Columbus. Uh, that family, you know, his father was stationed in the Columbus area around that military presence and he got to go up to Georgia's football camps every year, and he was an MVP. And there's a classic picture. It's on dognation.com right now of how um, Kirby Smart is shaking hands with A.J. at the 50-yard at the line in Sanford Stadium. And I think A.J.'s in eighth grade right here, and he's already a little bit half a head taller than Kirby with the visor on. And, you know, that's I tell you what, Peach is the dog. Everybody knows from before the hedges. When we start talking about five stars and we start talking about Georgia beating out, beating out the Gators for a recruit, she starts barking. And, folks, there's a lot to like and a lot to bark, around, bark about tonight. 
I mean, I'm going to tell you, everybody looks for that Kroger morning boost. That morning boost tomorrow morning is going to be about A.J. Harris. You can bet your bottom dollar on that. Connor, I'll ask you a quick question. How much behind-the-scenes drama do you think took place to convince Harris not to visit Florida this weekend? I do think there was probably some pressure on that in terms of – and, again, Georgia's always had a, a strong relationship with Harris, as Jeff points out, dating back to the MVP camps that Kirby would have when he was there with Pierce Sperlin. And I do think it, it, recruiting is so much a perception game, and I do think that that mattered. And when it became clear that, okay, well, if I'm not going to visit Florida this weekend – why not just go ahead and commit and end this and sort of end this, you know, back and forth cat and mouse that it, it seemed like it had been for AJ Harris's commitment for a while. And this sort of spins off into another angle. I want to touch on here. I think there are seven top 100 recruits in the state of Alabama for this recruiting cycle. It is an incredibly important state in, in terms of determining not just who is going to win a recruiting crown this year, but ultimately how the sport of college football is going to play out in the next couple of seasons. Georgia already had a commitment from the state, and Rick was McElderly, an offensive lineman there, I believe from Anniston, Alabama. They now add they now add uh, Harris from the Phoenix City, Alabama area right down there. One of the great uh, early morning breakfast spots. I, I, we don't like to give away free sponsorships here, but one of my favorite breakfasts of all time from a fast food chain happened in Phoenix City on the way down to uh, the Panhandle there. And Tying it into this weekend, there are two big-time Alabama visitors from, from obviously, that state. Jeff, going into this weekend, James Smith, Q. Rushaw. What are the chances that A.J. Harris isn't just the only five-star from the state of Alabama ultimately in this Georgia recruiting class? Good points, Connor. There's seven five-stars in the state of Alabama, and really they only average about maybe one or two per cycle. And you've got both of those guys, Quay Russo, everybody calls him Rue, and James Smith. Now, those guys, folks, you want another, uh, you know, another very pointed, a very, you know, straight confidence prediction right here. Those two guys are going to play together in college. It's not a package deal. Those guys are friends that are going to play together in college. Not a package deal. Package deals normally mean, means one guy is more higher rated than the other. That's not the case with James Smith, the number one player in Alabama this year, the number two overall defensive tackle, the number 13 overall player in the country. You want to talk about momentum for Georgia trying to get into that state of Alabama. It seems like you know, Kirby has a strong presence in Montgomery. It's been that way for years. He was always a closer with some of the top prospects in Montgomery when he was at Alabama. That's why I think Georgia's chances are maybe augmented and amplified with James Smith and also A.J. Harris. Kirby Smart is really close to uh, the guys that do the training for those two young men, Madhouse training in Montgomery, Alabama. And this is the defensive back you wanted, guys. This is the cornerstone cornerback for this class. They've got Justin Rett now as well, two top 130 guys, top 220 guys to play cornerback in this class. There's Janelle Aguero. Uh, this class, and there was another tweet, lots of tweets hopping around right now. Some Georgia folks cannot contain themselves right now. But Pierce Sperling III, anchor commitment, one of the very first commitments on the 2023 class, who does know a lot of potential targets in this class. Let me just say that. He says June. June, baby. That's what he, he – he, he can say a lot by just saying the month of June there in that tweet. Well, he you know, called he his – Jeff, he called his shot on that before the month began. I know you know that as well as anybody. You know, this is Sperling essentially making good on a shot that he called, obviously – knowing the visits were going to take place, but he's been as boastful as anybody about what this month could have held in store for UGA. Yeah, he said not done yet at all. That was way back in May. And then he just goes, June, man, P 
period. June man. You want to talk about a good t-shirt right now, Brandon? A June man t-shirt. Put that sucker in some red and like black it. right there. That would be a great t-shirt for Dog Nation out there. Let me let you both talk about this for a moment. And Jeff alluded to this earlier. The challenge of winning a recruiting battle like this on the heels of the historic haul from the 2022 class defensive backs, including the reclassification of Marcus Washington. How much tougher of a pull did that make this in getting Harris a part of this class right now? Yeah, I think what it means is I think it really helped things a little bit. One of the things you always heard with a lot of the top corners in the class, Brandon, is they notice these things. They look at who Georgia stacked up in 2022, and they were like, wow, how many are they taking this year? How many of those guys did they take a year, year from then? But, you know, if, when you really look at it, if you really want to look at it, I don't know if Georgia has a, a, a plethora or a or I don't know if Georgia has stacked up a lot of true lockdown one-on-one boundary corners. I think Dalen Everett is a five-star talent that could play all around the back end for Georgia. Lord knows Georgia's going to need that help in 2020, 2022 and 2023 with everything that's happening with their secondary in the back end. They've got Keeley Ringo likely leaving after this year to the NFL. So Georgia had to reload. They got Jaheim Singletary coming in. They got uh, Julian Humphrey coming in, who's probably more of a, a physical star, nickel corner defender than anything else. Malachi Starks is your safety man back there. So you've got a lot of different talents coming in. And, you know, Florida's message was like, come in, play right away, start right away. You've got a lot of – there's a lot of guys there at other schools that you're going to have to fight tooth and nail to get those. Well, A.J. Harris was kind of happy what he's, with what he's seen and how he feels at Georgia. The other tweet I think you're talking about, it's Pierce Spurler's been calling a lot of home runs, Brandon. He also says, y'all think we're blowing up now after our visit? Just wait dog emoji that thing came out on june the 7th right after that very very efficient and productive official visit weekend during the first weekend of june yeah and i'll Connor, touch on the corners here a little yeah. bit i i think kirby kirby sort of alluded to this at some point this spring when he said you know when it comes to cornerbacks and wide receivers those guys just aren't getting on the field they're, they seem like they're more likely to transfer well I, I think that's sort of a reality that you now have to sort of live with when you go out in a recruiting, knowing that, you know, the, the idea that a guy's going to sit around, you know, maybe even like an Eric Stokes type and, and even Eric Stokes, he was playing and starting at the end of his redshirt freshman season. That guy was nowhere near the recruit that say an AJ Harris is. And I think there's this understanding that, you know, in, in the reality in the age of the transfer portal, it doesn't matter what kind of, you know, if you're good enough to play at Georgia, Odds are you're going to be good enough to play somewhere else. Jalen Kimber, a perfect example of that. A guy who, was, who, had he been healthy this year, would have contributed. And if he had stayed healthy, probably potentially going to be a starting cornerback for this team this year. Instead, he ends up hitting the transfer portal and transfers to Florida. I think they've had, in terms of cornerbacks alone, or guys that they wanted to play cornerback, they've had, I think, five guys transfer out. And this is Georgia, transfer out of the program in the last two off seasons. I, I think part of this, and maybe even this helped the pitch to A.J. Harris, is the understanding that, yeah, you know, yes, you might be looking at a loaded room right now, but the reality is with the competition that goes on and the fact that Georgia doesn't rotate as much as corner as it does at some of the other positions, they pretty much want the same secondary guys out there throughout the course of the game. You know, just because it looks loaded right now, a year from now, two years from now, this might not be the same cornerback room that you're looking at depth-wise. So I think it's only further established the doubling down of, all right, yeah, we signed two five-stars and then Julian Humphrey, another really talented cornerback, in addition to Marcus Washington Jr. reclassifying. But we're still going to load up and get guys that are top-end cornerback talents like an A.J. Harris here. And even in that secondary, again, now that you have that five-star checkmark, 
you got to go out and land Caleb Downs, and you got to go out and land Janelle Brayard. The safety yeah. position at Georgia this year, in my opinion, is maybe going to be the thing that keeps them out of the college football playoff if I had to distill it to one position right now. And so even though they go out and they add Ja'Cory Thomas, who looked pretty good in spring practice, and they add five-star Malachi Starks, they need to improve that safety position. And so if you're able to land a Caleb Downs, a Janelle Guerrero, maybe even both potentially, I think that's sort of the next step that you want to see from defensive back recruiting in this cycle. Let me do one more quick thing, and this may be the last thing for me. Jeff, he is six foot one, you know, a little bigger than a lot of these guys are going into his senior year. Is there any doubt in your mind that he is a cornerback at the next level? Yeah, well, I mean, Brent, I'll be honest. I, I sometimes looked at Keely Ringo when he was in high school, and I thought, you know, he might be Minka Fat Fitzpatrick. He's that talented. And, folks, I never looked at Minka Fat Fitzpatrick as a as a dig or, you know, that's a bad observation or an analysis for a cornerback. The young man just signed, Minka just signed a $40 million bonus in the highest paid safety in history right now with the New Orleans Saints. He's a guy, though, Brennan, you will look at him, and he is very cut. He is very – he is very trim. I want to, I want to, I want to, if you guys remember one stinking thing about this whole conversation, you guys need to know this. J.C. Horn. Everybody knows J.C. Horn. Everybody remembers him. Former South Carolina great defender, number nine overall pick in the – number nine overall pick in the 2021 NFL draft. J.C. Horn told me last summer when, when waters were simmering there for Georgia with J.C. Horn, J.C. Horn said that A.J. Harris was good enough to play and contribute in this league right now. And he's talking about the SEC, not the NFL. He said J.C. Horn could be an SEC cornerback on the field right now. And that was when A.J. Harris, J.C. Horn speaking about A.J. AJ Harris, that was when A.J. Harris was going into his junior season of high school football, much less his senior year. So, Jeff, we'll give you sort of the, the last word here on this. A.J. Harris – Five-star commitment, I believe you now said. Georgia has the number five overall recruiting class. Pierce Berlin has hinted at it. What is next for Georgia? I think July is what's going to be huge. There's a lot of guys making decisions. Janelle Aguero's decision is, is July the 23rd. C.J. Allen, Allen's is July the 9th. You've got a lot of other guys that maybe it, maybe it's a Caleb Downs, maybe it's a Justice Haynes, maybe it's an Arch Manning. Remember, Arch Manning is taking that big visit this weekend. Uh, to Texas. And there are a lot of guys who are going to be, be right. All right. This is my month of solitude. This is my month of time to just think about it and make the decision. And, and we've been talking about this on Hedges. Georgia has had an inordinate amount of official visits this summer. Nor they only get 56 per NCAA rules every cycle, every calendar cycle. And I think Georgia after this weekend will be somewhere around 34, 33, 34, 35 official visits. Kirby Smart and this staff wants to get all their homework done, get all their hay in the barn done this summer with official visits, building this class this summer. This class could be 70% done, guys, by the time summer is over and the big ball games start being played when Georgia goes duck hunting. I think the next two months for Georgia recruiting could be some of the most fun months for Georgia recruiting during, during Kirby Smart's time here. Well said. Well said. Well, uh, yeah, uh, B.A. and Jeff are going to be on tomorrow morning. I'm sure B.A. is going to have, first of all, you know, no longer sweating his butt off out there, fully in the nice air-conditioned studio, ready to give his finest Florida takes and, and just enjoy those fine Florida tears. After Georgia beats out Florida, beats out Clemson, beats out pretty much almost every big boy out there recruiting when you have a guy in five-star cornerback, uh, A.J. Harris from Phoenix City, Alabama, number five cornerback in this class. Uh, for Connor Riley, Jeff Sintel, this has been a Dog Nation production. Georgia lands five-star cornerback A.J. Harris. Great to be a Gator hater.
Let's go, I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important, trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life, I never settle. 